Hi, my name's Michelle Khan. I'm an assistant professor at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, and I do health policy and systems research. One of the areas I look at is um, antimicrobial resistance. Tell me what uh, the work that you're doing at the moment uh, is trying to achieve. It's a new project that we are just starting off in Pakistan, links to the fact that the um, global policies around antimicrobial resistance now need to be translated into national action plans. And in order to do that, one really needs to understand who the different stakeholders are, including people in the animal health and the the human um, health sector and including private sector. So what we are going to be doing to start off is to create a new um, database of information on who the key stakeholders are. And we're going to do this by identifying key informants and then asking them about stakeholders that they are aware of, either ones that they already work with or ones that they don't work with, which will allow us through a snowballing methodology to understand who's important and also how these various stakeholders are already connected to each other or not. So that's one of the um, aims of our existing work. And then the next step that we're going to do after that is to understand how these various um, stakeholders, some some hidden and some new that we've discovered, feel about different policy um, options to address access to antibiotics or whether they would support restrictions on use of certain drugs, for example, in informal providers, or would um, this go against some of their own income streams and what sort of uh, vested interests might come in to play. So that's um, the aim of our current research. Can you explain who are the different stakeholders? So initially, the, the groups that we are keen to, to engage include people from the, the public sector. So this means public hospitals, tertiary level to primary level, but also private hospitals and on the human health care side, then the, the very, very informal healthcare providers such as drug shops or unregulated clinics. Then, of course, there's there's on the animal health sides, regulated and unregulated vets. Uh, but then beyond that, it's also the suppliers, uh, pharmaceutical companies, poultry producers, etc., who might be affected by any kind of regulations or policies around access to an- antibiotics and and what's what's being used and what's not. So it's it's likely a much broader set of stakeholders than we would typically see. Can you explain to me why you chose Pakistan for the study, please? Yeah, so P- Pakistan has a has a very large um, burden of antimicrobial resistance. And it's also um, a setting that hasn't been, been well studied. But we have very strong partners um, there in at the Alkan University. So we're really hoping that it's going to have results that are um, useful for the region more widely. So we have uh, advisory committee members from other countries in South South Asia that might be able to learn from the findings in Pakistan. Let's move on to a slightly different issue about zoonotic diseases. Yeah. I presume in Pakistan there's close proximity between animals and humans and there's a lot of cross-transmission. Or can you please explain to me what is the current situation in Pakistan with zoonotic disease and what, what are zoonotic diseases? So zoonotic diseases are passed from animals to humans. And in um, in settings such as Pakistan, of course, there there is a lot of close proximity, both domestically and then within um, sort of these larger production systems. The, there's not that much known, actually, about how much uh, transmission is going on. And indeed, one of the aspects that we're looking into 
is perceptions of different stakeholders off each other in terms of whether the the animal health side believe that actually it's problems from human health that are affecting the animals or vice versa and how depending on these perceptions how we can get get people to work um, together better can you tell me a little bit, bit bit more about drug shops what are they what do they do what what place do they play in society so drug shops are found i work in the the asian um south and southeast asian uh, context and drug shops are very commonly um found and they take various forms so some of them are are more slightly more formal such as there'll be a sign and it's a it's a pharmacy pharmacy but i would distinguish them from a uh, formal pharmacy them because they wouldn't typically be manned by a trained pharmacist but be carrying a, a wide range of products some will exclusively be selling medicines but others will be i would call them so mixed um, and also be selling everything from i've seen petrol because they're on the roadside to um, baby products so so they they're almost um, similar to convenience stores and it's where people will go uh, when they're first ill it's they use them because they're close to their homes and they don't have to pay the the, the seller um, for a consultation. So some of the initial um, evidence that we have from Asian settings is that 70 to 80% of people are first seeking care at an informal private clinic or, or drug shop. And how important do you think are drug shops when it comes to antimicrobial resistance? It would. This would be my own guess because I don't have evidence to, to, to back up how important drug shops are um, in antimicrobial resistance, but particularly in communities where that is the only accessible form of healthcare and data that shows that actually antibiotics are, there's quite a high profit margin on antibiotics. So if we put those two together, it's likely that at least use of antibiotics through um, these drug shops is quite high what it would be important to know is how the dosing and whether people are are completing their medicines and also the quality of medicines in these shops definitely needs to be investigated both on the human and animal health side we really don't know how much poor quality drugs is is playing a role in antimicrobial resistance can you tell me how your work fits into the wider work of the center here the Antimicrobial Research Centre. Yes, my work fits in with the Antimicrobial Resistance Centre in that we are exploring a health policy and uh, research methods and social science research methods to tackle AMR. And one of the aims of the AMR Centre is to bring together researchers from different disciplines, ideally to look at the same question but using different lenses because there's a huge medical aspect there needs to be quantitative investigations, but also, for example, some of the work that I do in terms of understanding what are the important components within the health system so that we, if we are, for example, doing a survey, we don't miss a huge healthcare provider that's not as visible, but for the community is considered really important. So that's how my work fits in to the, to the broader um, AMR Centre work.